Welcome to Uncontained, episode 152. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, I speak with Drew Ackerman, better known to some of his fans as Dearest Scooter. That's right. I have the host of the podcast Sleep With Me on the show today. That helps put people to sleep. And in my opinion, that's one of the greatest show names ever, uh, just because of, you know, the double entendre thrown into it, and uh, it grabs people's attention. And he has gotten some major accolades recently with his show, winning the best podcast in the health and fitness genre on iHeartRadio. HBO's Vice just recently featured him uh, doing a live episode of Sleep With Me, and uh, definitely want to check that one out if you haven't. And if you are in the Bay Area, we also talk about him doing live shows that you can attend, whether it's a chair or a blanket on the floor. The only catch is you cannot shame anybody for snoring. We'll get into that. Hopefully, hopefully, if you're a listener of Scooters, um, in this episode, his voice won't put you to sleep. But this is one of the only episodes of Uncontained that I think I'll let it slide this time just because, you know, of conditioning. But on the contrary to putting you to sleep. I think this is a very exciting episode. Getting to talk to him, catch up with him, because I had him on way back on episode 21, and he's come a long way since then. I won't keep you waiting any longer. You're on the edge of your chairs or the edge of your beds with anticipation, I'm sure. Plug in your earbuds. This is how Drew Ackerman, a.k.a. Dearest Scooter, lives uncontained. The host of it's a top fifty podcast in the world. And that's what I'm going by anyway. I don't know if it's exactly <laughs> I'll take, true. I'll take, I'll take it. I don't know if it's true, but I'll take that, it. That's what I heard, and uh, well, you know, if you see it on the internet, it's true. Uh, sleep with me, Drew Ackerman, also known as Dearest Scooter. Which one do you want me to call you during this interview? Uh, actually, you you know me. It's Drew, so you might as well call me Drew. We, we could we could slip in and out of uh, character roles if we need to. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, thank you for having me on once once again. It's been a little while. It has been, man. You were on back on episode. 21 and the thing is i think that the time in your in your podcasting time frame when you came on last time you said it was about uh two and three quarter years something like that as you came on my show that's a i'm just about to three years right now wow congratulations it really like it, it really is a big deal like uh there's so few shows make it three years so that's a big deal yeah at the end of february it will be three years and I honestly won't have my first show actual birthday until the next year because I started on Leap Day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad timing. <laughs> well, I just figured, like, what better time to jump into yeah, it yeah, yeah. than on Leap Day of all days? Yeah. So, man, since I talked to you last, you have had a lot happen. Like, shortly after I released the podcast, and I'm not going to take take all the credit for it, but, you know, you were on the podcast before I heard this. So You, you worked the magic. You worked the magic. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Tim Ferriss, and he had uh, comedian Mike Birbiglia on. And everybody knows that knows him, that he has some sleep issues. Uh, he has a movie called Sleep Walk With Me and um, serious, like, insomnia and sleepwalking problems. And when Tim Ferriss asked him what he does for that, he mentioned you and your show. He's like, oh, I listened to this show called Sleep With Me. And at that time, my jaw just dropped. I was like, oh, my, my God, that too. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, mine did, too. It was funny because I didn't expect it. Like, I knew he was aware of my podcast because he, uh, he, he had, like, made a joke one time. Uh, and he included me in it where he's like, man, you have the best thing going. Like, you, you should start doing live shows. You could put everybody to sleep and then just take all their wallets and money and leave <laughs> and, and uh, so we had like a, a pleasant exchange on twitter i've always been a fan of his and uh you know i was like oh he, he he's her, he's he's come across the podcast but i didn't really think he listened and then i was like holy cow and especially he was like a new parent he just had that show on broadway a new one uh just concluded when we we're recording this uh about kind of being a new parent and stuff so it was really cool uh, it was uh, it was nice so, like, when when you get recognition like that, 
like say after Mike Biglia mentions your name on one of the bigger one of the bigger podcasts, Tim Ferriss, like did you see like a big spike in uh, listeners at that point, or what? What was that like following that? You know, it wasn't. Um, it was more of like a cool thing, like like, and it was cool to be recognized. It, I don't know if it actually had a real impact on people checking the podcast out. It more just felt good. And it, <laughs> it, it, it felt good. Like, I think like it, it taught me this lesson that I've been carrying forward. I've been trying to carry forward in my podcasts, especially online is like, if you're really pleasant with people and you're kind of like being nice to them, like sometimes there's like this karma that comes around. And yeah. I think it was like, I mean, this, I can't speak for Mike cause I don't know him, but I, I look up to him and, uh, that just by like saying thank you that he included me in a joke and he was aware of me and then I was like going out of my way to kind of put that karma back and and when his movie came out be like trying to get people out to go to that movie like I don't I don't know I, I kind of feel like it was just this karmic thing uh, I think like with podcasting even now for me it's like oh if that brought me like two or three new listeners uh, that's like that's like the real growth that's been sustaining my show is just getting those few people in the door that are going to stick around and, and become yeah. fans and spread the word that's awesome dude that's awesome so when you say mike verbiglia made a joke um just one more question on that was it on during one of his shows like one of his specials or something that he made a joke on or was it just like a twitter or instagram joke yeah, it's just a twitter joke which which but for someone that big to like tag you in a twi yeah. twitter joke it's like holy cow like uh, <laughs> i was like i was speechless especially someone like i don't know if i told i don't think i've told this story anywhere publicly before so um, i like those yeah so so uh <laughs> i remember when i was first starting the podcast out i was going to therapy right and let me just double check my therapist isn't in the uh, restaurant and i think uh, you're good i remember he he didn't he wasn't really aware of what a podcast was he was calling it a blogcast, and and, it, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, most of the time when you go to therapy, uh, it's pretty straightforward that it's you know your time and it's about you, and the therapist isn't kind of supposed to change the focus off you. And I was at this one therapy session, and we were like five minutes in, and he said, "Geez, I'm sorry, like like uh, I'm I'm really distracted, and uh, I have to I have to take a break." Like he goes, "I can't stop thinking about this movie I saw," and he goes. Uh, he goes, I saw this movie called Sleepwalk with me. And he goes, the character, he goes, he, goes, he was telling me about the movie. And uh, he's like, hey, you got, and I was like, oh, yeah, I saw it. And, and he goes, yeah, he goes, he goes, something about it reminded me of you. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, all right. Like, uh, so I guess we've been tied even before that to, uh, to cosmically be together. Is that, I was like, wait, isn't this my time? Like, am I paying you for this, this, uh, this movie <laughs> recommendation? Uh, it's like okay so i'm going to therapy and i'm walking you through your problems right, right. what is that sign can i get a refund <laughs> right so in in uh, our first episode you mentioned that as you were a kid you had problems sleeping dreading like school the next day or anything like that do you still have those sleep issues i guess i like um so like when I was a kid, I couldn't sleep and, and I had a lot of trouble sleeping, a lot of anxiety related sleep issues. Now as an adult, I, uh, I kind of have a bedtime routine and when I stick to it, it, it normally works like 60 or 70% of the time. Okay. But then there's still nights like, uh, this week I haven't been sleeping good where it's just like, I can't fall asleep and I don't even know why. Like, like it's like, sometimes my mind isn't even racing. It's just a matter of like, I'm tired, I close my eyes, I can't fall asleep, or I'm tired, I fall asleep for like five minutes and I wake back up, which is good in some sense, <laughs> it's not good for me, but but it's good in some sense because it keeps me close to my podcast. Like, I think it's like, a, it's almost like, a, even though it's a natural thing, it, it would be a job hazard if I slept good all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, okay, so I'm sure you get this asked this all the time. Do you listen to your own podcast when you can't sleep? I don't, uh, so, like, uh, I'll listen, sometimes I'm listening to it at bedtime, because I'll get, like, a message from somebody, and they'll ask me, like, hey, did you talk about sassafras in, in the latest <laughs> episode, and then I'm like, I don't remember, <laughs> I don't even know what sassafras is, L let me look that up, <laughs> and, uh, then I'll be listening to the show and trying to figure out what they're referencing, um, but I used to fall asleep when I was editing my podcast, so I know yeah. you edit your own show. I've done that, too. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, I've, especially at work, 
at when I'd be on lunch breaks. Uh, when I first first couple of years of making the podcast, I'd like eat my lunch at my desk, and I'd take my lunch break, and I'd just be like trying to edit the show, and it'd be warm. And then a lot of times I was in an unair conditioned room, so it's hot, and I'm trying to focus on this talking and going on, and then, and then trying to cut out like um, unnecessary pauses and stuff like that. And, and I could not keep my eyes awake, like so it's put me to sleep at just not at convenient times. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of thinking, knowing what it's like editing podcasts and stuff like that, I was thinking the irony that the podcast itself meant to put people to sleep keeps you up yeah, yeah like editing you're like i'm losing sleep putting this out so others can go to sleep yeah yeah if you're a regular podcast listener don't listen to this part but yeah i definitely put a lot into the show and i do put like it has kind of taught me like some good boundaries but it, sometimes i still get really stressed and really worried about it and and then i'll uh, lose sleep but i i try to i try to maintain a healthy routine so like for podcasters like myself that sometimes lose sleep trying to post the show uh, finishing up little finishing touches and stuff like that like what what is your what are some of your boundaries that you establish for yourself um let's see <laughs> what are some i i mean I, I try to like not worry too much about the things that are uh out of my control unfortunately like a lot of that stuff's under our control so yeah so uh that kind of stuff isn't as good but you know like worrying about uh if, if someone like some listeners uh, upset about something or someone that doesn't listen to podcasts is like trolling me or, oh, what's the future of podcasting or, oh, how am I going to keep doing this or, oh, oh, no, like that kind of stuff. I try to try to keep myself at least I try to contain that to a portion of the day. Okay. But, but yeah, even now um, I have a couple people that help out on the show editing and I'll still be posting my shows. <laughs> Like, I'll still be doing the final mix, uh, like, pretty close to when it's good due. Though I have found, for me at least, uh, deadlines really have helped me, like, stay productive and stuff. But it, there's a lot of times I'm right up against that deadline, even now. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I do remember, like, uh, during the first episode we were talking, you were, like, sometimes, like, before podcasting, at least, you would not always see stuff through. Right. Like, and like you'd write something and not quite do the rewrite and stuff like that. And now podcasting has helped. Like, you know, I'm, I've been that way as well. Like, there's so many times where I like almost started my podcast. Right. Same or here. like uh, almost got up on stage to do stand up comedy. And I, that's kind of where I am for that right now. Almost getting up on stage. I'm writing stuff. But it's like, have, have you found that the podcast has helped you? follow through with things have you found maybe your listeners depending on or relying on your show to fall asleep has helped you be like okay i gotta stick with this and uh get this out so don't have a bunch of zombies on monday morning so i think it's an interesting question especially when you're talking about the public performance side of it so i think the podcast has taught me that if you try to stick to stuff and make it on a deadline and do the best you can uh Usually that's kind of all you can control, and by doing that, um, like you can keep producing stuff, and, and you're accountable to the audience. But at the same time, like in the past, actually just over a year ago, like I'd been hearing a lot about people doing podcasts live and live performances of their podcasts, and that same voice in me that you know caused me to delay starting my podcast. So it kind of sounds familiar. Uh, was like, oh, no, no, we can't do a live version. Like, what would a live version of Sleep With Me be? And you don't, you, you don't have any, you're not a live performer, you can't do it, and that kind of thing. And then about, eight, about 12 or 13 months ago, I did one live show at a podcast conference in Seattle, and I was, like, super terrified, uh, like, leading up to it. Like, the day of the show, like the show went pretty good. Like I kind of was like a, a work in progress. Yeah. But podcast listeners, for the most part, are really generous and they're excited to kind of see how the podcast gets made and stuff like that. So that show went good, but it kind of took a lot out of me. And I'm like, um, the people at the show were like, "Oh yeah, you got to keep doing it. Like keep refining the show. Just keep going." And I did one more performance like a couple months later, and then I kind of was so kind of overthinking it and nervous and stressed about it that I uh, like put it on the back burner and I was like oh one day I'll uh, I'll start doing that live podcast yeah. again and then I remember a couple people from the 
first show reconnected and they're like, so are you going to be doing those live shows? Like, are, are you still working on that? Or are you going to get, get going on that? And I was totally BSing them. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally, like, I mean, I had been writing, doing some writing and stuff. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm totally getting that scheduled and I'm really working <laughs> on it. And they kind of saw right through it. They're like, well, you really should get going at it. Like, uh, really, <laughs> like there's no time to start. Like, and uh, I remember I was just really, like, scared. Like, and it's weird because I'd been making a podcast for, like, four years. It was going pretty well. But this other part of me was just like, you will, like, that, I don't know if it's a little kid and a critic combined into one. But, yeah. like, you won't do this. You can't. It's just not possible for you to do a live podcast. You're not equipped to do it. It won't be good. Uh, sometimes it's not even about thinking, oh, it'll be embarrassing or, oh, no one will come. It's more like, no, no, we're just not going to do that. Just just forget that idea. And I, uh, I, I ended up, uh, like, I was at this place uh, where I live in Alameda that's like a co-working space. And I remember I was in there uh, just kind of seeing their prices and, and the owner was there. And I just happened to ask him, like, I knew they had done, like, some other performances and stuff. And I was like, you say, I have this podcast, like, how much would you charge, like, if I wanted to do, like, a live version, like, uh, like how much would you charge me to rent, rent it out? And, and he was kind of like, well, like, how, do you know how many people will show up? And I was like, oh, no, I don't know. If, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, uh, okay. He goes, like, he, he gave me a really, really fair price. And uh, I did it. I started doing a show, like, uh, in, it started this summer in July, like, just doing one every single month. And it was, again, like, almost like starting the podcast. Like, at first, I was like, I'm never, like, I'd do a show, and I, I was like, oh, I can't do ever do that again. And then um, I've done a couple shows, and I haven't promoted them well, and it's been really, 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 spar really sparse attendance. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then it, it's kind of like, and then I was like, oh, my self-sabotaging, like, not promoting the show good enough so only two or three people show up. Like, so then I'm going to give me excuse to quit. But I've just kind of tried to keep at it, and uh, it's really kind of brought me back to like starting the podcast and just like keep going slow and steady. Uh, but it's still kind of something that makes me nervous and, and scared and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, it's definitely been good. It's taught me some new skills, and it's taught me the, that uh, promoting live shows and promoting podcasts is kind of two different things too. I can see that. And, you know, it'd be interesting to do a live show of Uncontained at some point. But, yeah, it's like, the, how do you get the people there? Um, one one aspect of it that I thought to do, like, since I interview comics and stuff like that, maybe have, like, a comedy show and interview, like, the headliner before he goes up on stage. Like, sit down, have a talk with him before, then be like, okay, now see your headliner. That's kind of the thought that's been running in my head the last couple weeks and stuff. But, you know, it's the execution of it got to get that taken care of and stuff but so i guess this, i'm bringing it back to you here what can people expect when they go to a live sleep with me show like what are you are you curled up in the ground with blankets do you, are you in like lazy boys are you like do you have to wake people up afterwards or these are very good questions like? these are legitimate questions so uh i do sell ticket two two kinds of tickets i sell tickets in a chair and floor seats, which actually mean bring your own blanket and pillow. And so some listeners will come and they'll just bring like a yoga mat and a blanket and they'll lie on the floor. Uh, and then some listeners will just sit in a chair. Um, I did. I have reached out to a couple beanbag companies uh, that have not got back to me. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, this would be a great way to cross promote. At the first show I did, I sold uh, inflatable bed tickets, like two spots in a bed for 50 bucks. But it ended up someone from out of town bought those tickets as as a like gag. So then I was like, okay, that didn't that didn't quite work out. Yeah. Like, uh, or no, you know, they bought it for somebody else that couldn't make it. That's what it was. I, I don't know. It's kind of been an experience. It is like me telling a bedtime story. It is a little bit more engaging than the podcast. But for the most part, like people go and some people fall asleep. Some people kind of just uh, chill out. And that as a performer has really been hard like going back to the first show i ever did i remember it was in this com convention center and there was these uh two bikers these guys in like biker vests and leather hats and everything and they were really big guys and they were with uh, one woman was sitting between them and the whole show they were just staring at me and glaring and and, and i'm trying to do this lulling soothing story and uh 
they're they're just like staring at me the whole time. I'm like these guys these guys must have been like they must not wanted to go to the show like they must have been forced to go or something. And then after the show they're waiting for me and they have these big smiles on their faces and they're like that was awesome. And I was like, well, you and they were like, oh, yeah, we were just in the zone, man. Like, we were just staring at you because we were, we were totally in the zone. And I was like, oh. And I've experienced that over and over again. It's like sometimes people will make these faces when they're just chilling out with their eyes are open. And they're just like a lot of people glare, I guess, when they're when they're relaxed. Uh, so it's kind of like uh, the equivalent of resting bitch face. <laughs> yeah, it's like a chilling angst face or something. <laughs> But yeah, so it's a lot of like uh, relaxing, no sh- no snore shaming allowed. That's one rule. And then I had had to learn, as you mentioned, like, well, do people fall asleep? Do I have to wake them back up? And the first couple shows, I took audience feedback after the show ended, and someone was like, uh, yeah, the show ends too abruptly because we're all like in this weird zone, and then you kind of shift gears to the real world. So now I take about five minutes, and I like slowly go from like, like slowly ease people back into reality yeah to, to make it a little less jarring that's interesting man so how do, how do you like switch from sleep mode to uh alarm clock mode uh gracefully anyway i think i'm still learning like usually uh i'll like either kind of do a recap of the show or if there's time like i like to do like a little audience q a so I'll answer like common questions I get, like maybe, oh, do you sleep fall asleep to your own podcast, yeah. or what's your favorite podcast episode? So um, yeah, just kind of like uh, I, I still haven't got it down. I guess it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting because you're looking out, and then some people are like out cold, like uh, wrapped or curled up, and uh, I'm like, okay, how do I wake this person back up? Because we got about 15 more minutes of. Uh, time on the clock in this building and we got to get out of here and then the janitor is going to be hitting him with the broom right right <laughs> get up get up wake up but time to go learning how to transition and not wake up abruptly if anything i'm kind of picturing like when you're coming out of meditation or something like that and it's like all right now you feel like life coming back into you you know you kind of you opening your eyes you're feeling more awake and all of that stuff that's kind of what i'm in this is good this is good this is like brainstorming now because i'm picturing yeah, maybe I could tell them to start tapping their feet or ta- that. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I and like have that. like a calm gong sound, yeah, yeah. like a bong. Not like a harsh gong, but like one that just kind of vibrates through them, like med- meditation. I don't know. I'm I've just... always wanted my own gong, so this is but, a d- dream. And now you can write it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's the uh, sleep with me alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Those shows, those uh, Sleep With Me live shows, they've gotten you some attention, apparently, because you were just recently featured on Vice on HBO, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how, how, how did that come about? Did they find that you did live shows and come to you, or how did you end up getting that all lined up and worked out? You know, I don't have the exact, like, I only, like, a lot of stuff I have to, like, kind of guess how it came about. Like, originally someone from vice reached out through uh, a publicist i work with and they said oh like like we really are interested in the show we really like the show and and it was it felt like the person reaching out like either a listener or a friend of a listener or something like a real big fan and then it was like a matter of uh well what would be interesting and and make it in visual about your podcast because it is mostly me writing the podcast and recording it in a closet so it's not super visual so we were kind of like 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 it's like oh what else are you doing that might be interesting and visual that would make for a good news story and kind of relate information about the podcast and I think some time passed then I was like well I'm doing these live shows like maybe you could go come tape a live show and now the critic in me was like what are you thinking you're gonna have this (laughs) recorded on tv now uh but yeah it was like it was just enough of an interesting twist that it got them interested and yeah they came out and they shot the live show and they film me recording and stuff like that and it'd be really nice i think it was cool that they got like listeners like uh, on the show to kind of give their perspective it was it was uh yeah it was a really nice piece 
Really cool, man. I haven't had a chance to see that yet because, well, I don't have HBO. <laughs> uh, but um, hopefully, hopefully, I'll be able to find it online sometime or somewhere, or or you could send a link my way. Because uh, yeah. I'd really love to check that out. I want to see what a live Sleep with Me show is like. Do you have any dates coming up? Like, if you're in, is it all in the Bay Area here? Yeah, right now I'm doing uh, a monthly show in Alameda, and uh, it's uh, every second Wednesday. Uh, so second Wednesday every month. And uh, if anybody's interested, my website, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash live show. It's like uh, if you want to check it out. Okay. But hopefully, like I'm hoping it like morphs into something. Like I'm also curious, like, oh, could I also, if I can build it a little bit more audience-wise to cover like another hour of rental, like I'm like, oh, could I do it like with an interview segment at the beginning? And like bring people like you on and interview you first, yeah. and then do a bedtime story afterwards. But I don't quite have the it's like a building momentum phase right now of the show. Definitely, definitely, it's good to have like a vision of where you want to go with something. It's awesome that you're starting it and that you're doing it, and that you know you're starting to gain some steam, and then have an idea where you want to go with it. That's really cool, man. And like. Like around what time do you typically do these on like Wednesdays? Right about uh, right at eight o'clock, I think the shows start. Uh, that way, everybody can be home in bed by like ten. You know. Okay. Especially yeah. on a Wednesday night, it's it's uh, <laughs> people. It, it's funny. Like there's a uh, one woman that comes to. She's almost come to every show, and she's a new mom, and she's like, my husband stays home with with our, with our child, and this is my night out, and she goes, and she, she gets real super comfortable. And uh, sometimes she falls asleep, but it's like her little escape, her like spa night. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. Well, I'm, I just had this idea pop into my head. You should uh, work out something with a hotel and like in one of their conference rooms or whatever that they have for like big meetings, have have that. And then afterwards, everybody could go up to the room and go to sleep. Yeah. And I have to worry about waking up and driving back home and all that stuff. But, you know, you can take you can take it with you straight to your room all you got to do is make it through an elevator ride it would be cool know? if we could get like rollaway beds and then the hotel rolls everybody into their rooms like like that, uh, <laughs> that like, would be awesome like we just do the show and uh and then they roll they're like if you're asleep we'll just roll you to your room like yeah and have their room number attached to their bed right, just so right. they, they get home all right you know all that good stuff now now we're getting somewhere now yeah, we're getting yeah. somewhere all right i got one more thing before we move on to my questions at the end of the show here to help uh podcasters and other entertainers learn more about the entertainment industry and it's more of another accomplishment of yours which is really quite awesome is the iheart radio award for the best podcast in the health genre is that correct yeah i think it was health and fitness yeah health health, and fitness. Even though my show's not about <laughs> my show's about keeping fit i guess and self-care yeah, yeah, so I guess yeah. it falls, it, falls, it falls in there yeah, somewhere yeah. work out in your sleep if you, yeah. you know microbiglia <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, what all comes along with that? Or how did, did you uh, apply for that? Or did you have to submit your podcast to do that? Or You know what? It was a, actually, it was like a total surprise. Like, and it was, uh, uh, it was, the cool thing was they were running ads on the radio. And actually, I didn't even know about it until the ads started running. And, and my, and my uh, sister-in-law heard it in her car on the way to work. And, and she, she texted me and she's like, I just heard you're, you're up for this award. And I was like, what? And I'm like Googling it. And uh, yeah, then I found out. And the nice thing was they had like listener voting. So it was fun for a lot of my listeners uh, to be able to vote. And then like it was nice that they all took the time to vote for the show and it paid off. Like uh, that was what really was like uh, heartening to me. It was like these people are taking their time and going online and clicking and to vote for the podcast. So it really is something I feel like I got to win, but it was because of the listeners like uh, supporting the show. So I really feel like they really are the winners. Like, and ideally they keep winning. I keep putting them to sleep, so <laughs> so, so they could deserve all all the credit in the world. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And you know when your listeners go out and do it, it's hard to get like an audience motivated to actually go take another step besides just listen to your show you hear like click and subscribe and uh rate and review people are just listening oh, yeah i'll get to that later yeah sure sure I'll, I'll do that but never get around to it but then to actually have them go vote you uh to win an award through iHeartRadio, that that's something man i'm 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 happy for you and i'm proud of what you've accomplished since we've last talked man that's yeah thank really, you thank you it's really cool to see people 
that you know doing good. That heartwarming moment right here. My right? eye heart warms your heart. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you just made that cheesy, but I appreciate <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I appreciate I heart it. Warm. <laughs> I heart warming. Heart warming. Well, yeah, I'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thank you for joining me here tonight. And uh, as I mentioned, I have a second part to the show that is designed to help people who are looking to either get into the entertainment industry or take their next step. Okay. So the first question, what advice do you have for people who are looking to get into podcasting? For podcasting, I think it is something we've kind of talked about together is like starting and not worrying about being perfect uh, and also acknowledging it really is hard to start and it really is scary to start. Uh, but the one of the biggest pluses of podcast, the podcast industry is that it's open, un- unlike radio that has all these standards and it's yeah. kind of pretty high gateway to get through. You can make an, and release a podcast for almost nothing. Like you're holding a mic. That, that's a mic I use for the longest time. And uh, you can get a mic for about 35 bucks. You could plug it right into your computer if you're just starting out and then upload it to a host and pay five or 10 bucks a month. And your podcast can go out all over the world, like instantly. And uh, I think it's just a great opportunity to like get your voice out there, but also to kind of develop it or find your voice. Like I'm sure as you've been doing it for three years, like you, you've probably gained some new confidence and, and, and some, a lot of interview skills and, yes. and, and, and interest skills and curiosity. So it's, it's just a matter of like, it is a long game. It's hard to start, but if you start doing it and just keep going like you're going to get a lot out of it. And the other thing is like, I don't know how to put this into words. I was just talking to somebody else about this recently. It's like, it, it doesn't always have to work. Like sometimes you have to make the thing you make before you make the thing that works. Like, yeah. uh, like for me, I had, like we had talked about on the first show, I, I had like been working on writing for a long time and it wasn't working out. Like I was doing some writing, some screenplays and writing some stuff like shorts for YouTube. And it wasn't re- it, it just, it was like, I was grinding my gears and, uh, but I had set a, set time aside for that and been committed to it. And then eventually it, uh, I, I gave up on it and moved on to making the podcast. And then I've kind of felt like I've followed through more, but I think it is just a matter of starting and seeing how it goes and, and also giving your permission to self permission to be afraid and be like, I don't want to start and be like, okay, I know you don't want to start, but let's just start anyway. Like, like yeah. trying to find some mental, mental trick to get your foot in that door, uh, because in this case, especially with the starting of a podcast, like the biggest obstacle to at least getting a podcast going is just the hesitation of doing it sometimes. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt, man. The fear of actually getting started. Yeah, just starting that ball rolling. Once you right. get it rolling, I'm not going to say that it's easy to keep it going. But, you know, once you have it going, you're like, OK, well. Time to put out another episode, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right, you're learning, like, proactive uh, problem-solving skills, uh, coping skills. There's a podcast that starts in March that my friends are making called Start With This. So start with this. Uh, okay. And it's kind of about, not like, podcasts as an art, but, that like, whether you want to write podcasts or you want to make them, but that really the key is just, like, starting like and, and keeping going and making it. Um, so that might be another one people could check out eventually yeah. when, when it starts Yeah, starting in March, you say? Yeah, it starts in March. Okay. All right, Who? go ahead and give them a shout-out. Who's doing it? It's uh, the guys that make Welcome to Night Vale, uh, Joseph and Jeffrey. And I know they're going to have guests on and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, it should be really, really cool. And they'll have little assignments. So, so it'll be like kind of like an interactive, almost like an audio workshop. Okay, very cool, very cool. And you are on uh, Night Vale Presents, correct? Yeah, so that's the network my show's at, uh, and it has a lot of great shows. Anybody wants to, like, it's uh, nightvalepresents.com. Like, there's some amazing shows. Uh, I just went and saw, like, uh, Dane Terry. He makes this show called Dream Boy, uh, and he's just this phenomenal musician and storyteller. And, like, I enjoyed the podcast, but then seeing him perform live in person Going from like being a fan of his podcast to just my mind was it was one of those performances where your mind's just absolutely blown. You're like, yeah. and uh, so so it's a, also eye opening as we talk about kind of live performances. It's like how does that change the audience's relationship with your podcast? Like, uh, so it's another podcast to check out. Really cool one. 
Okay, very cool. Very cool, man. And you can can you find all of those at Night Vale? Yeah, Night Vale presents that kind of more like search in your podcast app, Dream Boy, or uh, start with this. Okay. Um, yeah, because everybody's kind of a lot of different podcast apps out there now. Yeah, definitely. And most of them have the same stuff on it. They all pull from the same couple places anyway. So I don't think I asked you this one last time you were on. I had like two, three questions at the end at the very most. I'll get brand new answers. All right. Yes. Lightning round. Lightning round. Ding, 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 ding. But you don't have to answer quick. Uh, <laughs> what do you do to promote yourself? So I have this like very simple strategy, actually. I, I, I didn't even realize it was a strategy um, until... I, I got asked a similar question on a panel of like, how, how do you promote stuff? Like, how do you get people, new people to listen to your show? And it's very simple and it's very uh, effective. Uh, I call it the thank you chain. But yeah. That's just a gimmicky name I thought of, which is like anytime anyone contacts me on social media at all, I say thank you. Like they say, hey, I, look, I caught your show or hey, I heard Mike Berbiglia joked about you or whatever, like. Uh, or they might say, hey, I heard a comedian have a jo- joke with your podcast. Uh, I say, oh, thank you so much. How did you hear about the podcast? Or, oh, who, who made that joke? Like, uh, And then they normally will say, oh, I heard about it from this person. And then I go to that person and I just say thanks. Uh, and I found that um, like as trite and like, uh, Pollyanna-ish as that sounds, it actually really works. Like, And it also kind of puts you in the position of promoting other people. Yeah. And I found that like one of the hard things about podcasts that you mentioned is that, you know, people are kind of listening they might be listening on the subway. They might be listening in the car. They might be listening in bed in my case, (laughs) or it's hard for them to write stuff down or take action at that time. Um, so when, and it's also hard for them to like share, know how to share or even know it's important to share the show, like by word of mouth and by them seeing you kind of doing word of mouth stuff or like, giving them positive feedback and being like interested in how they found out about the show. Not only is it like helping promote the show and helping you learn about the show, but it kind of puts you in the position of like seeing, Oh wow, it isn't easy to promote stuff. (laughs) And, and and I don't know. I've just found that like, like that and, and like thanking people that do promote your show, even when it's like, there's times when it's slow, like you might only hear from like a person like every few weeks, but man, like, Say thank you so much for for telling people about the podcast or sharing it on your, uh, just tweeting about it. Um, it it uh, like if a person has like 150 followers and they're tweeting about your show, um, that's powerful. Like like it's yeah. easy to diminish that and be like, well, you know, what is you know all like uh, these big people have millions and millions of followers, but uh, I, I don't know. So that's my tip is uh, is say thank you and how, how like how who did you hear about it from so i can thank them okay as you said it sounds really simple but it sounds really powerful at the same time so that's something that uh, i think i might have to incorporate more i do try to thank people when they contact me or at least they always acknowledge when they directly contact me and stuff like that you don't want to be that guy who like they're like, oh, I sent him a message, but he never replies. He's uh, too big to talk to his fans. It's like, no, don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cool thing is if you ask them, though, how they found out about it, like sometimes you're so shocked. You're like, uh, like, like it's just cool. Like, and it, and it gives you like a way to, then they might ask you a question back. Uh, like, so it kind of gives you an easy starting way to start interacting with them, too. There's something that Gary Vanderchak said that uh kind of resonated with me too he's like when you're interacting with people on uh, social media don't let them be the last one to send you a message you send the last message oh wow like so if they send you thank you and they'll be like yeah yeah no problem i really appreciate it you know type thing but leave them feeling satisfied because you don't want them messaging you and like sitting there, like waiting. Is he gonna type back? Is he gonna <laughs> type back? I, I hope I hope he types back because you know you never know how how much somebody is into your show, hmm. you know, and just that fulfilling them wanting to talk to you, the, the, they'll go away happy with that. I'm kind of ad libbing and putting words in there that Gary V didn't necessarily say, but you know, interpreting what he said. So yeah, I try to always you know, complete the conversation. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, I, I was always in the past like the person that sent too many texts so that I'm like, but but I guess like my personal life and, and social media are two different things. Like, yeah, yeah. And personal life, you, you it's okay. You yeah, know? okay. I, mean, just I have your somebody. Yes, yes. I'm. I think Gary Vee might might approve too. I don't know. I'm not speaking. Like, on behalf sorry, I'm of going him to bed. I'm not answering their <laughs> last text. <laughs> I'm not even opening it, so they don't see I saw it. So that is some really good advice right there. The thank you chain, as you refer to it, and uh, basically saying thank you, asking where they heard about the show and then thanking that person for telling him that's really cool i never thought about that last part so um definitely gonna have to incorporate the patented scooter thank you chain yeah. <laughs> it's like a chain letter but uh online but all full of thank yous yeah those are the kind i don't mind yeah instead of like send me five dollars whatever the, whatever those chain if you don't say are. thank you you'll have seven years of bad luck yeah and yeah no, no screw that shit i hate those Oh, yeah, those Facebook ones where it's like, if you care about anything in life, you'll share this post. Yeah, like, or del- else three delete. Ethiopian children will starve. Like, no, me sharing this post does nothing about that. Uh, but I hope they get fed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so what would be a highlight or two? Not necessarily the highlight, but a highlight or two that you care to share with the uncontained audience? You know, for me, like... A big highlight is like every, I mean, hitting those numbers, like hitting 500 episodes, 600 episodes, and 700 episodes uh, are big deals to me. Like those are like, I don't always, sometimes I'm already working on the next couple episodes, so it'll take me a while. But it really is like, and and I mean, even saying it now feels surreal. Like I can remember struggling to make episode 26 or 27 and being like, I'm never going to get to 100 or 150. Yeah. And I don't know, like something about like that reminds me like, okay, it is just about keeping going, keeping doing the best job you can. And then just hear, like, it really is like it, when I hear from listeners and hear their stories, I, I just saw somebody um, in person that I met and I was talking to somebody else and he was kind of standing like a few feet away, kind of listening in. And I could, I was like, I didn't know if he was like waiting for the other person I was talking to or me. And, and, uh, it, it was his friend and he comes over and he, he says, Oh wow. You make the sleep with me podcast. He goes, uh, close to my dad passed away like this year. And it was really hard. And I just listened to your show to get through it. And, uh, those, those are the real highlights for me. Cause it's like, yeah. man, like, uh, I, I, that, I was like, yeah, you don't even know what to say. He's just like, all right, let's hug this out. Like, uh, Cause it's like, uh, but, but that's really why I make the show. Yeah, definitely. And what can you say to that besides like bring it in? You know, yeah. let, let's hug it out. That's probably the best thing you can say. Because uh, yeah, that those are powerful moments, man. Have you ever actually just been recognized by your voice? So um, the the f- I don't know if okay. So there's two. I have two stories about being recognized that are both podcast level boring but but for my <laughs> podcast good. like uh I, there was one time i was sitting on a plane next to somebody and it was like a long like five hour flight and he was sitting next to me the whole time and, and i was editing podcasts and that kind of is like interesting looking so he yeah. kept watching me and i was editing it and i was like oh, i wonder if he's gonna ask me a question but i was pretty into it and uh then when i got done i closed my laptop and i had a sticker for my own podcast on my laptop and he said uh you make that podcast and uh, I said, yeah. And he goes, man, he goes, I, I had a really a similar story, like really rough relationship breakup. And uh, I've been listening to it. And I was just like, holy cow, it's so weird that we got placed next to each other on the yeah. plane. Um, and then another time, I w- <laughs> this is this is the exciting life of a sleep podcaster. I was at the Ikea Cafe <laughs> uh, because they have very similar to Costco, like two hot dogs and a soda for like a dollar 50 or something yeah, outrageously like the cheap Swedish meatballs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sitting there eating my two hot dogs and drinking my soda. And this person comes by with a cart full of Ikea stuff and vases. And as they're walking by, they must recognize me from somewhere and they turned and, and I didn't realize this at the time. I just noticed they were distracted and they hit this bump and all the vases fell off and broke. Oh, no. And uh, it felt so bad. And then they were trying to clean it up and then they left the store and then they came back and they were like, 
oh, I listen. That's what I was distracted about. Is that I listened to your podcast, and I was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, uh, they were like, oh no, no, thank you so much. Plus, they were like, oh, these are fifty cent vases. You know, it's IKEA. But uh, so those are the only two times I think I've been recognized. Uh, so it was really exciting. You know interesting interesting yeah, yeah. like you know i i could almost think people have been so conditioned to fall asleep to your voice the ones that list listen to the podcast sometimes where they hear you talk and it's like oh for some reason i feel like yawning <sighs> yeah i hope you know? yeah i hope anybody that's listening for my that listens to my show is enjoying this interview but a lot of times people say i could only make it through half the interview because your voice put me to sleep <laughs> well if you fall asleep during this episode if uncontained you get a pass all right just because Especially if you're a listener to the Sleep With Me podcast. And, uh, you know, I'll give you a pass on this one. If you're falling asleep on the other ones, I have to apologize for that. (laughs) (laughs) But, all right, man. So, man, those are some good stories, though. Those those are the stories that, like, kind of, you know, help keep you going, you know? Right. And knowing that you helped affect somebody's life in that way. And... I have just a couple more questions for you. I didn't get to ask you this one the first time either because I hadn't come up with it yet. So I'm actually <laughs> really kind of excited to hear the answer to this one. It could be very simple, but it could be something a little a little more. But what is it that you hope that your audience takes away and remembers about your podcast? You know, I hope my audience knows that, uh, like that I'm there to help like with no expectations on their end of listening or, or, or paying attention. Yeah. Um, I really hope what they take away is like that. I am there. I mean, it's kind of weird in this digital world we live in and this whole idea of like digital intimacy. But, uh, so I realized that it is this fraught and strange thing, but that, you know, I'm there for them. Uh, even though it's this digital utility, to keep them company because I've been there. I mean, that's why I make the show is like, I know what it's like yeah. to be up at 3am and to be desperate and to be feeling like you're losing. In my case, like it was like, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Like I'm losing it. Uh, and I know, so I know how that feels. And I also know that it's like, some of it's real, but there's this desperation that happens in the middle of the night when you're alone, uh, that, that things get magnified and amplified and so if I can interrupt that process for anybody and just offer them um, a little bit of fun distraction, uh, I guess in the end, that's what I want. I call on the show we call it, I say, well, it could be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, <laughs> your boar bestie, or your Barbara if you're in San Diego. Barbara. So, yeah. So, uh, so, like, I hope the listeners get that. I hope that message comes through. Awesome, dude. Awesome. And I, I I could have seen you just being like, well, I hope they get a good night's sleep. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm a rambler. I'm a born <laughs> rambler. It's all good. And that I'm sure that comes in handy with uh, the format of your show. Right. You know, is it mainly is your show like kind of stream of consciousness a lot or do you write all of it out? So I do three different style shows. Um, so I'll do a stream of consciousness show. Then I do a written show. Like, so one show would be a stream of consciousness. And the next episode would be a written story that I've written. Um, and then I'll do TV recap shows where I like takes like I'll watch an episode a few times and take yeah. like pages and pages of notes and then kind of work off those notes. So it's kind of like a little bit different. And that keeps a variety for the listeners. Like if some people don't like, a, oh, I don't like a TV recap. They know, like, in a couple nights, a different style episode will be coming out. Okay, very cool. Very. Cool. I know you've done, like, Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, I'm Breaking Bad, too, right? Yeah, we did Breaking Bad. Right now, just finishing up The Good Place. The season finale comes out tonight, the night we're, uh, we're recording this. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll have another episode. And then it'll be Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, huh? Doctor Who's popular. All right, that could be interesting. Yeah. That could be interesting. So I heard you mention earlier that uh, sometimes you get people who, like the trolls. Mm-hmm. Like you were telling me earlier that you've kind of come up with a way to maybe deal with them a little bit. Like what, 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 do, you, what do you have for the haters? Yeah, so there's like my show has this weird – it does have this um, – I don't know. It's a very different show. Like even people that are listening to this interview, 
it's going to be different than you expect. It's very goofy <laughs> and silly and long and drawn out. And I think some people like go into it listening and expecting something much different. Yeah. And, and they, they tend to get really upset and uh, they'll send me like I just get these really incensed emails uh, where people kind of tell me how much they dislike my voice. They're using much stronger language than this uh, <laughs> or how much they dislike my show or how I'm doing it wrong. I got one iTunes review that it was the longest review I've ever gotten. It was a one star and it was the, this person correcting my recap of a Star Trek episode, like line by line. Oh, be, wow. be, because I got it so wrong, and I it was like, yeah, because I'm trying to put people to sleep, dude. Like, yeah. like, like, not recap the episode. Like, you could watch the episode if you want to know what happened. Uh, <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, people get really irritated. So I've decided to start. But there's also people that that aren't aren't as uh, aggressive, uh, that or or irritable. That also the show doesn't work for. Like they're just looking for something different. They're perfectly yeah. pleasant people. So. I've got a new thing on my site called it goes sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. And it'll be uh, it'll have some other podcasts people could listen to, sing things that I like to listen to to fall asleep. And if people really hate the show, like instead of sending me an email because I've heard it all like at this yeah. point is a, like a donation link. For, so that if they want to really give me an F you and really stick it to me, they could donate money. And I promise to like re cry myself to sleep or something if, if they're if they're out there <laughs> donate helping. money to sleep with me. No, no, they'll donate money to a cause. Okay, uh, like a, to a nonprofit. And, okay, uh, all right. I was like, that's that's a nice little trick, right yeah, there. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. If, if you hate me, give me money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they'll give their money to, uh, to to some sleep related nonprofits and. Okay. Uh, like that is a w- really way to stick to me. Really, really hurt me. Like uh, yeah. by helping someone else. Like. So and that goes back to that karma thing that you were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah, I think it but I think it like also empowers them cuz I think sometimes people that write bad reviews uh they're kind of empowered by their anger and they're not always and it's good to be angry. We all need to get angry. You know, that's maybe that's part of being uncontained like but yeah. uh it's uh sometimes you want to channel your anger into something that's actually empowering like whether it's empowering you or empowering a cause instead of just lashing out trying to hurt somebody's feelings. It's like we've, we've seen how that goes culturally right now. And yeah. it, it's like, uh, it's not, not a, it's not going to help anybody. No, definitely not. Definitely not, man. All right. So before I get to the final question here, Scooter, where can uh, people find you on the world wide web? Well, what's your social media, your website, your corner of the world wide web? Sure. Like, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can search in your podcast app for Sleep With Me Podcast, uh, or you can go to our website, sleepwithmepodcast.com. Don't go to Sleep With Me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something completely different? I think it's just a parked domain. I haven't been, to, I've been trying to, I don't think I can afford to buy it. So yeah. uh, one day maybe I could dream. Um, but yeah, sleepwithmepodcast.com. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter and Instagram are the places, the best places to get me. All right, sounds good. And you can also uh, access your Patreon through your website as well, correct? Right, right. Sleepwithmepodcast.com. All right, Scooter, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk to me today. It's been a blast. It is time for that one final question. Andrew Ackerman, a.k.a. Dearest Scooter, how do you live uncontained? You know, I, I think I live uncontained by, I mean, w- one positive and negative trait is that I'm very stubborn. And I think that is one thing that's been an asset as I've been doing my show is anytime I've gotten down or gotten fed up or had people on my case and, and trying to pull me down or whatever, I've been like, you know what, I'm just going to keep making the show, like, no matter what. Uh, so just trying to make the next show or set a date like, okay, I want to get to episode 750 now. And then I want to get to episode 800 and I'm not going to stop no matter what, like till I get to that number and staying stubborn and staying focused on a a clear, concise, achievable goal. Like, I don't know. I mean, I want to make a thousand episodes, but that's like pretty far off a couple of years off in the future. (laughs) So it's a little dangerous, but so just being stubborn and, and focusing on a goal and, uh, you know, just doing that is one way I live uncontained. Um, but it does, like, uh, also 
come with a cost. Like I have uh, definitely overworked myself over the past years. Like I was working for the longest time, a full-time job, and then working on the podcast like over 40 hours a week in addition to my job and, and using my day job money or any extra money I could scrape together to keep the podcast going. Um, and, uh, I've tried to slowly dial that in. I'm not the most balanced person and I'm trying to get better at balancing my time and stuff, but I've definitely been willing, uh, to sacrifice a lot of personal luxuries and personal time to, to build this thing. But it's because I believe in it. I believe it's like in the people it's helping fall asleep. And I also believe it's like, it's not always fun for me to make it. And maybe I don't know if that's the case for your show. But there are times where you're like, I'm, I get to do this. Like when, I remember sitting in my bedroom, like recording myself and recording fake commercials as a kid and, and like, re- you know, recording fake DJ stuff between yeah. songs. And so like that part is just really fun. And that like hearing from people like in like West Africa or like uh, Iceland, they listen to the podcast is like mind blowing. So so uh yeah, I think I like live uncontained by just keeping going uh, and being a little bit too stubborn and uh, <laughs> having un- unhealthy work habits sometimes, uh, but trying to rein that in. Hey, man, that is awesome. And, you know, it's natural. Yeah, even even with me, there's sometimes where it's like, yes, this is awesome. I can't believe I get to talk to these people about what they do and, you know, and get free advice off of them by talking to them, asking them questions that I want to know. But then there's times where, you know, it is work, where it's like I would rather go out, you know, hang out with some friends, just, you know, relax a little bit after work. But then, you know, no, no, I have to get my show out. I got to do this editing. I got to do that. Um, The dog will have to wait to go to the park. (laughs) But yeah, so that that's completely natural, and uh, you know, just the fact that you're pushing through, and obviously things are paying off. Once again, you can check uh, him out on Sleep with Me podcast. See him live in Alameda every other Wednesday. Every second Wednesday of the month. Oh, every second Wednesday of the month. Don't don't go every other Wednesday, or else you might just miss it completely. You know, all I, the time. I do personal one-on-one shows. It's a hundred thousand dollars an hour. So if okay. just in case, like, all right, put that in, out in there. In case anybody's listening, that's in that ballpark. I haven't had any clients yet because <laughs> it also be includes first. no funny business. Keep your hands under the sheets. Uh, and I'm just <laughs> telling the story, but, but uh, yeah, if if you have that budget, you hit me up. All right, man. That, that's cool. I, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, next thing after the live shows, you're just going to do one-on-one uh, sleep with me bedtime stories. Yeah. Be like talking about my, my favorite one still is one of the first ones that I listened to was the one with the alien uh, bank robbers and pyramids and stuff like that at all. Like that's the one that I always tell people about, when <laughs> I tell them about your show. I was like, it's like, it's so abstract it's interesting but not too interesting to keep you awake but also not too boring where you're like dude will this guy just you know stop it you know it's like it's that perfect balance of uh interesting thank you i did have interesting dreams when i listened to that episode but you know it's it it, it was definitely worth on nights you can't fall asleep you gotta gotta put on sleep with me it's like psychedelics without the hangover ideally that that's a good explanation right there that's a good explanation and free and free and free you don't even have to pay don't have to go yeah we'll, we'll leave it at that uh, <laughs> all right man i once again appreciate your time appreciate you meeting me here beautiful downtown oakland california beautiful downtown oakland california at calavera and uh just talking with me and sharing some knowledge yeah helping people sleep man hopefully they made it to the end of this podcast Check, check. Anybody out check. who's out there? Who's listening? If you're listening, if you're listening, message me at Uncontained Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or also message Drew. Yeah, at just Sleep say with the me. Limeade. Limeade. That'd be the secret code word. Yeah, secret code Limeade if you made it to the end, because that is what Drew is drinking right now. And I have a Modelo. Uh, so we'll roll with that. One final thing for you to do, Drew, will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And if you're listening, you know, keep going. Like, uh, whatever project you have, you're worth it. Keep going. And I'm uh, Drew Ackerman 
and make sleep with me podcasts, and I'm uncontained. And I live uncontained. Oh, I live uncontained. Keep, so, keep so this in. Put, don't, just, don't, don't edit just, this out. When people say that, I have to leave it in. You know yeah. that. If it, you just throw in, dearest Scooter, and I live uncontained. I'm, I'm dearest Scooter, and I live uh, uncontained. This is how I put people to sleep. Because uh, it's like, but it's like I think about like, uh, what does it mean to live uncontained? Like, it, and then it makes me think of like a rabbit. Like, if your rabbit's uncontained, you better get it contained. But it met, your rabbit might like some free-ranging rabbit space to be uncontained. But you're still generally contained. So normally I'm generally uncon- generally contained. But today I live uncontained. Thank you. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Drew Ackerman, Dearest Scooter, whatever you want to refer to him as, for joining me on Uncontained, catching up. It's great to see what he's been able to accomplish in the last few years since I talked to him last. And don't forget to get a hold of us with hashtag Limeade and let us know uh, let us know your feedback on the show. Also, please, please uh, help spread the word about Uncontained. Tell a friend about it. Send them a link to the show or just just go ahead and subscribe for them on their uh, podcast player of choice. They won't mind. And while you're at it, if you have any problem sleeping or just want to hear an interesting story, go ahead and subscribe to the Sleep With Me podcast as well. So thank you for listening once again. And if you would like to support the show, please leave a review in your favorite podcast player. Also, you know, if you have some shopping to do, there is always, always the Amazon link at the top of the website page, uncontainedpod.com. All the social media, if you want to talk with us, uncontainedpod at gmail. Uncontainedpod, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm there. I'm there. Just hit me up. Let me know. And uh, I will continue on to thank you, Chain, that Drew talks about in this episode. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and until next time, live uncontained.